Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program here this morning. And we're coming to you every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern Time here on Gethsemane Global Radio. Blessing to have everybody aboard. Pastor, good morning to you, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning to you, my brother, and also all of you that are listening today. Thank you for being on with us. Many of you on with us this morning. I appreciate you doing so. I want to go to special guests this morning. He is a veteran missionary to the nation of uh, Haiti. And, uh, you know, when we think about just the things that go on in the nation of, uh, of third world countries around the world, Haiti has certainly been in its share of upheaval, mm. for sure. Pastor, you've been there yes, yourself. Sir. And so I want to welcome uh, Pastor and Brother Fred Wall, a veteran missionary. Brother Wall, welcome to Weed Among the Tares this morning, my brother. Well, thank you, my brother. It's good to be there uh, with you, and uh, I like your uh, wake-up music. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, it will definitely get you awakened, that, that is for sure. Brother Fred, you and I have known each other for a long time, and I know you've been introduced to Pastor Williamson in the past as well, and uh, we go way back to the 70s, uh, and certainly that uh, when we first uh, – uh, I remember when you first were were touched by the Lord to to go to the mission field, and you didn't know exactly where you were going. Let Let's start really just a little bit from the beginning, and how God touched your heart, and how He led you to the nation of Haiti. Well, Brother Blake, uh, my wife and I we went to Haiti to visit a missionary. That was our mistake. We we uh, we were in Haiti. My wife spent the week working uh, with a missionary in the outpatient medical clinics, and I was passing out gospel tracts, having no idea what it said, as I did not know the language. But anyway, uh, on my way back uh, with Brother Twitty from a, a meeting uh, down in the city of Capetian, uh, I looked up. And there was a SO sign blowing in the wind, and uh, a distorted verse of scripture came to me. I went back to Brother Twitty's house, told him I needed to borrow his concordance, and I looked up the fragments that was given me in the concordance, and I found First Corinthians fifteen, uh, and it said. Awaken to righteousness and sin not, for some have not this knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Amen. And I could never, ever get rid of the Scripture. And so uh, as we prepared to leave the following Saturday to fly back uh, back to Miami, I looked over at my wife who had the window seat. And I said, honey, what do you think? And she looked at me with tears scrolling down her face. And she said, it does not make any difference 
what I think. God has already showed me what you're going to do. And if that's what you believe is God's will for our lives, I'm willing to follow you. And so Amen. Uh, that's how my wife and I and six children made it to Haiti to work with Brother Twitty. He, um, he was around for another couple of years, and <clears throat> he was diagnosed, from what I understand from you, uh, with a, uh, a cancer that eventually and quickly, fairly quickly took his life. Is that not the case? Yes, sir. He came down with uh, stomach cancer, had uh, left Haiti to come back, uh, and uh, later expired. Well, certainly the Lord had uh, his uh, way concerning the uh, calling of you and Sister Joyce there. Um, I'm going to go back just a second, and Pastor, I want you to comment on this because... um, you know, when, when the Lord calls a man to a, a field, be it a pastor or yes, be sir. it uh, the, the the foreign field, whatever the case may be, um, the scriptures tell us that a, a man uh, and his wife, uh, the, they are a team. Yes, sir. Yes, and, sir. Um, and certainly God has to, in my mind, deal with her just, you know, to make her heart willing to see what God has done in the man's life and what he is calling him to. Brother, that is so critical when it comes to a call, is it not? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, we know that that God calls the man. God leads the man. I mean, Abraham and Sarah, great example of that in the Scripture. Mm -hmm. And Peter speaks of it, you know, that the women being the daughters of Sarah, if they'll not be afraid with any amazement, you know, and follow their husband when God leads him. And we know that through the feminist movement of our day has even seemed to creep into Christianum and into the church that, you know, God has to call the woman or, you know, um, the woman can hinder the call of God. And, and there's sometimes men can't even go to the mission field if God calls them because their wife is not compliant. They'll right. not go along. Right. And the burden, what God wants out of a wife and a woman is just what Brother Fred Wall just said. The wife, understand her calling is to follow her husband where Amen. God leads him. Amen. Amen. Well, Brother Fred, obviously, uh, Sister Joyce did just that. And uh, when did you arrive in the nation of Haiti? Uh, we arrived there in 79, and uh, I believe it was July of uh, 79, and uh, been there ever since. Still there. Matter of fact, I will be leaving uh, to fly back into Haiti uh, this coming Tuesday. Brother Walt, tell us uh, when you first got there. Uh, I know you went uh, originally, you and your wife, and you flew back. And uh, but then to go there, to leave the United States, and to go there and live and take your family, and um, d- describe to us the early days of what you faced there when you when you first mm. went. Well, <laughs> and I know brother, that's a lot, brother. Listen. Uh, the first, uh, six months was absolutely alarming to us 
the first day, the first day that we were in Cape Haitian, uh, our youngest daughter, Rebecca, who was one and a half, uh, was going up uh, a set of mosaic steps and slipped and fell and split her chin open. And we didn't have a vehicle for the first three years we were there. And so we had to borrow Brother Twitty's vehicle and take her down to a town called Limbe uh, to Dr. William Hodges. And he sewed our daughter up. Uh, The same week, our youngest son, Jonathan, uh, was playing in the backyard and ran into a rusty railroad tie and split his eyebrow open. We had to borrow the vehicle and take him to Limby. Dr. Hodges showed him up, and it was about a week or two later that our oldest son, Rick, was at the dining table, and I noticed a red line on his arm and I asked him how long had that been there and he said a couple three days and I said son that's blood poisoning so I had to borrow the vehicle and take him down to see Dr. Hodges and uh, he treated him for blood poisoning come back Uh, a couple weeks later every one of our children all six of them broke out with this rash around their mouth Uh, My wife took all the kids down to Dr. Hodges, uh, and soon as they walked in to see Dr. Hodges, he asked my kids, he said, "Uh, were those mangoes really that good? (laughs) And my wife said, said, what are you talking about? He said, that is a reaction to them trying to play Haitian and peeled the mangoes with their mouth yep. uh, and said, you stop them from peeling mangoes uh, with their mouth and they can continue to eat the mangoes and the rash will go away. And sure enough, it did. Yep. And then, I don't know, brother, it was probably three or four weeks later, uh, my wife got sick, had to take her uh, down to Limby. And she had dinghy fever. Oh, wow. And uh, so then uh, it was about six months after that that I had a problem develop. Uh, I had to come back to the States for medical attention. They wound up uh, taking a total of 32 cysts uh, out of my head. And uh, wow. the last time we went, to see the doctor. The doctor said, I can't find a thing. My wife said, I could have told you that. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, those were some of the experiences to try to discourage us. But I'm thankful that God's Spirit uh, uh, helped us through those times. And uh, we stayed on. Amen. Amen. They, and I've read of other missionaries who have had uh, Pastor, they've had things happen to their children, and uh, and Amen. it was, and it was a discouraging thing. And when you see your kids go through that, especially, you think, it's "Oh tough. my, what have I done?" Yeah, you know. And it, it's designed just to do just that. 
And Brother Fred, I'm thankful that you and and your family hung in there and that God used And for 40 plus years now, you have been there and ministered the word of God. I know that Sister Joyce has been uh, on the medical side of things and she has been assisting in the clinic there. Um, the spiritual aspects of Haiti, I know that that has been very challenging in the sense of not only organized religion, but also uh, the dark side, and that is the dealing with the voodoo and, and uh, the, the definite darkness and uncleanness of that whole side of things. Tell us a little bit about how you have you continued the work with that Brother Twitty originally had founded and that you've been pastoring and helping there for over 40 years, some of the things that you've experienced there. Well, uh, Brother Blake, for your listeners, I'm not sure if they're aware of it, but Haiti is known as the voodoo capital of the world. Uh, We have had uh, numerous instances happen concerning voodoo. Uh, When we lived in Cape Haitian, uh, our home was broke into nine different times, and uh, it was related to voodoo activity that transpired before they would break into the house. The last time they broke into the house, uh, they went into our girls' bedroom and took the uh, covering off of our girls uh, and left. And we've had other incidences of uh, voodoo activity. <clears throat> but God gave the victory, and uh, we, we, uh, we still encounter voodoo activity. Uh, but we're just thankful that God has protected us. Amen. And Amen. enabled Praise us to uh, anchor down tight uh, our moorings, and uh, we just keep on keeping on for God. And we do that not by ourselves, but we do that by God's power. Amen. Have you seen deliverance from some of the individuals there that may have been saved and delivered as a result of the preaching of God's word there, men that have come out of that? And um, perhaps uh, you can share an account or story with us concerning that. Uh, Brother Blake, yes, we have. Uh, a, a young man, his name is Calvin. That's K-A-L-V-I-N, Calvin. Uh, and, uh, he surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, at an open-air meeting and uh, later had all of his uh, voodoo paraphernalia burned uh and like to cause a riot in Pion from uh, other witch doctors. But we got the victory, and uh, he uh, became one of the leading pastors in the town, uh, proclaiming the gospel uh, to those that would listen to him. Uh, if I may share this with you, Brother Blake. Amen. Uh, I, uh, I went to visit... Uh, one of the first uh, missionaries uh, in Haiti 
that was not Catholic. Uh, and he told me, he said he was thankful that we was there to preach the gospel, but he wanted to let us know that the Word of God can uh, convert the soul. But he said, you will know at the individual's death if you won or not, because the tradition is that on your deathbed, you call in a witch doctor to do last-minute rites over you. Uh, and if he does not do that, the gospel wins. And if not, if he does call him in, then you know that while the soul is saved, uh, the testimony of those that are witnessing him uh, goes down the drain. Brother, to me, that is um, um, that's a sad situation because of the fact that um, the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ in the heart of any man should be that changed life, and it's visible sure. any time uh, before that person dies because hmm. if any man be in Christ, Amen. he is a new creature. Amen. And Amen. Uh, and I and I understand what you're saying there as far as the uh, the testimony of the of a dying person, but uh, to me the biggest testimony is the the living Lord yes, in the heart Amen. of men, Certainly. rather than at that death, brother Fred. The um, the matters of uh, and I'm gonna switch gears here just a second on you, but uh, the the spiritual aspect of things and the uh, and the voodoo side of things there, and I know that's a, uh, uh, as you said, that country, mm. that country is very steeped in the dark uh, practices of, of voodoo and whatnot. Contrary-wise, or, or, or on the other side of the coin, let me say it like that, um, there is very organized religion there, and um, in the form of Catholicism and other means by which men are kept just as much in bondage, uh, if not worse. And uh, what was your experiences with regard to that aspect of things in the country and the resistance that you faced there? Uh, Brother Blake, one of the greatest uh, moments, I think, uh, in my early ministry, uh, I was drilling wells, to use that as an open door to get into villages that was controlled by Catholicism. And uh, we went into one village by Forsay and uh, started drilling a well, and the bishop of Catholicism came out there and told them that they needed to run me off because I had no right there that that community belonged to the Catholic Church, and they replied to him, they asked him, how many wells had the Catholic Church drilled to benefit their community? And he said, they didn't get involved in drilling wells. They was there to proclaim Jesus Christ to them. And they said, he's drilled three already to help the health of our community 
you leave him alone. And he left, and we never had any more problem uh, in that particular area. Brother, the um, the physical aspects, and Pastor, you can speak to that as well. Uh, our Lord ministered to physical yes, needs, did, did he yeah. not? Most he, certainly he did, yeah. He, um, he certainly met the needs physically, and first of all, and Brother Fred, that is an excellent testimony of, first of all, meeting the needs, and I know uh, I go back in my memory, and um, uh, there were certainly some wells that were drilled. Oh, yeah, in Haiti. I've been there Haiti several, several times in Haiti and drilling wells a few times there in Haiti, drilling wells in the Dominican Republic. Brother Darren Truel, who was my brother-in-law, was a missionary in Haiti and Dominican Republic for over 20 years that um you know that's one of the things that that he tried to do as well going to villages that were you know lacking water and drill wells for them some villages the people would have to walk a few miles away to get to a river to be able to even get water and haul it all the way back up the mountain and just try to make their life easier in that respect right and through that their heart will open their they will listen They'll, they'll yeah, listen sure. to what you have to say. And it's just an inroad of an avenue showing that, first of all, that you care and you love them and you're thinking about their good. And through that, really the heart opens up and you have an opportunity to give them the gospel for them to listen. Amen. And, Brother Fred, I know that that was your purpose of going there to uh, have the hearts of men open up to the things of the gospel. And uh I think you said it the other night uh, in talking about um, just the fact that you have to prove your uh, your care you for care. them. Yeah. People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. There we go. There there was the the phrase, and uh, and people have to know how much you care about there them, and know. that's exactly what our Lord did, brother Fred. I I do want to ask you with regard to. Uh, presently with the ministry there and of course like i say you've been there for a long time and brother i'm going to say first and i'm going to say at the outset and right now uh i I really appreciate the longevity of the lord's grace to you and that how you have ministered there for a lot of years in your faithfulness and uh that to me uh young people uh, if, if there are young people listening to this broadcast right now, or maybe you're listening and you have grandchildren or, or even children that are thinking about the mission field and God t- has touched their hearts concerning that, um, this is an excellent story, uh, of a man and his wife who went and obeyed the Lord and, and went into a country that is, uh, that is just not known yeah. uh, to be the easiest place to go into. Certainly. Uh, Pastor, certainly, uh, again, yeah. you've been there before. Yeah, let me say this to those listening, and, and you know, you, Brother Fred Wall has been very modest in talking about the hardship of Haiti, has not really, uh, you know, really hung out there and talked about how bad it is. But I have been in that country out of, several, several, several times, and the hostile environment, the, the instability of the government, the wickedness of the voodoo, the uncleanness that is there, the sickness that is there. Mm-hmm. When you're flying into Haiti, I remember flying in for the first time and looking down and thinking, what a beautiful country. 
And then you get down on the ground and the smells and the things. And we always said that that picture, if you could take a picture flying over Haiti and then put scratch and sniff on it, yeah. it'd give you a, <laughs> a true perspective of what it's like. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really a, uh, it's not an easy place to live. And Brother Fred, God certainly has uh, strengthened you and Sister Joyce and your children uh, to stay there that the years that you have. And I just, again, I want to say I thank God for that because, again, it's been a great testimony yeah, the of Lord, a man. Yeah. Of, yes, sir. Definitely, definitely has been uh, for the present. And by the way, if you're just joining us, we're talking Fred Wall. He is a missionary uh, to the nation of Haiti. He's been there for over 40 years. Um, Brother Fred, right now, uh, the present ministry there, what does it hold and what do you see as far as uh, what the Lord has laid on your heart for the present time with it? Well, uh, Brother Blake, uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to exalt Fred Wall in any way, shape or form. Uh, but I just believe that my Bible says that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Hmm. Now, I don't mean to put God in a box, but I believe that when he calls a man to a task, he's supposed to stay there till he gets the job finished. There's still lost souls in Haiti, and I intend to stay there as long as the Lord allows me to stay there. Amen. Uh, winning people to the Lord Jesus Christ, discipling those that are saved, and trying to establish local independent Baptist churches in the country. Brother, I know that, uh, again, that is a formidable process uh, from the standpoint of footholds within that nation. And uh, But I am very thankful that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ can and does change men's lives. Um, real quickly, and I, and I do, do not want to uh, miss this opportunity uh, to just get people to pray specifically for your wife. Uh, I know she is going through uh, some depths when it comes to uh, a matter medically that she's dealing with, and uh, we certainly want to um, just have you just briefly mention Sister Joyce and what we can do specifically to, to pray for her. Brother, I appreciate that ever so much. Uh, yeah, that's been kind of a, a hard blow for us uh, back in March. Uh, my wife had some medical issues come up and through going to different doctors, uh, eventually to a hematologist, uh, she was diagnosed with incurable cancer of the blood. It is not leukemia. It is a long word, uh, that starts with a W. Please don't ask me to pronounce it cause I can't, but it's a big long word. Uh, right now, she is on uh, inhibitors. Uh, the copay, copay for that inhibitor is like $7 short of $3,000 a month. Uh, but God has blessed, and uh, the company uh, has uh, graciously provided the medication through December for us. And we're grateful for that. Amen. So pray for my wife that the inhibitor will, uh, take, they, there is no cure for it, but 
the medication can put it in remission. And so we're looking for that. Uh, while it is not hereditary, it does happen in the family. And our oldest son also has cancer of the blood. So we appreciate the listeners praying for them. Let's definitely do that. It's our custom to um, always pray with those that are on with us. And, uh, and Pastor, certainly you've heard this that mattered this morning already and that we would certainly pray for Sister Joyce Wall and um, her son. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Rick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, sir. And, uh, and also for the, for the work there in yes. Haiti, brother, we definitely need um, – I know you've been again a long time missionary there, and I and and I appreciate again the Lord's grace that has kept you there, Pastor. If you would, let's yeah. let's pray, Brother Fred. Let me ask you a question. How old are you, my brother? <laughs> I'm eighty. Eighty years old. That's why I wanted people to know. I wasn't sure exactly how old, um, but I wanted our listeners to know and realize that. Uh, you know, you could still serve God in your old age, and even on a mission field and a foreign field, and keep going. So we appreciate your your example in that, my brother. Yes, sir. Let's. Pray. Well, I've I've, I've heard that. Uh, I hope that uh, I mean, I've heard being old and have problems. I don't plan to get old. Uh, I plan to go up before that. But we're hanging in there, and uh, by God's power and strength. Uh, we we expect to continue. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Pastor, Praise pray for us. Yes. Amen. Father, we do pray for the uh, physical condition of Sister Joyce and their son Rick, and I pray that you'll touch them. We know you're the great physician. Amen. And, uh, Lord, that uh, we know that men's ability, and thank you for the, the knowledge and technology and medicine of doctors, but We know they can only do so much, and Lord, we know that you can do whatever is needed to be done, and I pray that you'll do that, and I I do pray for Brother Wall and his wife and the ministry there in Haiti. Thank you for the work that you have used them to do, and uh, Lord, I know that you choose to use men, but men have to submit to your calling and to your leading, and thank you for his submission. Thank you for all that was done for the kingdom of God's sake and for the souls that have been saved, the churches that's been established, the the truth of the gospel that, Lord, has brought light into such a dark country, such a devilish, demonic uh, atmosphere of, of voodoo, Lord, that has seemed to conquer that land. But we know that that the grace of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ has more power than anything that Satan can do. So I pray that you'll bless this ministry. Continue to use Brother Wall for the rest of the days of his life there. Thank you, Lord, for his dedication. Amen. And we pray that you'll bless his men, meet their financial needs as well as their physical needs. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. 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 Brother Fred Wall, give us contact information of how folks that are listeners can directly contact you and, uh, and, and be in touch with you. Uh, Brother Blake, uh, thank you for that opportunity. They can reach me by email at WFTW, the number four, and the word Haiti at yahoo.com. <laughs> and they can reach me by phone if my internet is working in Haiti 
at 864-921-7272. They can also reach us through our mission organization, which is Word for the World Baptist Ministries, Post Office Box 871, Rossville, Georgia, uh, 34741. Well, you certainly have given us uh, an excellent way of getting in contact with you. I'm going to repeat the email address for those that are listening. Again, it's WFTW, the number four, and then Haiti, H-A-I-T-I, at yahoo.com. So that is a way to get a hold of Brother Fred and Sister Joyce Wall. Brother Fred Wall, it has been a truly a pleasure to talk with you this morning, my brother, and uh, sharing with us what has gone on from the beginning to the present time with regard to your ministry in Haiti. And thank you for the years that you've served there. The Lord bless you, my brother. What a unique man. Yes. Hey, yeah. Definitely. And, and I'm glad you had the opportunity to Amen. be with him. And I'm glad you have the opportunity to be with us here every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock Eastern time for Wheat Among the Tares. Trust you'll pray for us here. Pray for these missionaries that we talk to every week. And may the Lord bless you and have a wonderful day in the